Hello again. Good day. F May 15th, 2019, live from the Neo 420 studio. We are happy here today to come to you to give you an update about a couple of things. If you look at the www.neo420.com, you will see that the page, the website is being updated. This has been happening for about a month, getting a lot of things streamlined so we can really develop some good content there for you. Um, but there's a couple of glitches that's happening, and one of them is that it's being it's been a little tougher than usual to get uh, a news article up because we've got a new format, but we will get that updated soon. And we're going to be posting an article that I'm going to highlight for you right now. The article is called Do Different Cannabis Strains Affect You in Different Ways? A DNA Expert Reveals the Science. And just a reminder, if you want to support Neo420, go to neo420.com backslash shop. The Neo420 shop is where we offer trusted uh, brands that we know, that we vouch for, that we have verified. And it comes to, you know, with the, uh, the hemp products, it's very important, people, continue to know this. It's very important to know your source. So make sure to continue to get familiar with where you're getting your products and make sure that they're good quality. They're from a, a certified lab. They're from a licensed operation. It's been tested. Uh, ideally, like ours, which is FDA registered and uh, GMPs. And that's the way that you know that you're getting quality, not just a product from somebody out of their garage. Not that that's bad, but the point being is that you need to get quality, clean medicine in order to reap the benefits of the plant. So go to www.neo420.com backslash shop, get quality products from trusted sources, and that support supports this independent media. So go there today. The article that I mentioned, Do Different Cannabis Strains Affect You in Different Ways? A DNA Expert Reveals the Science. This is brought to us by GreenState.com. Amanda Bartlett authored this today. And as the article starts out, I'll read it verbatim and encourage you to go to the website uh, and check out the uh, article again it'll be the headline article before midday today at neo420.com backslash news headline article blue dream sour diesel maui wowie kim dog visit any dispensary and you'll instantly be greeted by a vast spread of different cannabis strands all promising varying effects, flavors, and ratios of THC and CBD. Whether you're being introduced to a new strain or returning to a tried and true favorite, you might seek out a certain type to boost your creativity. Or maybe you want something to help you wind down and veg out in front of the TV. There are even strains out there to allegedly improve performance in the bedroom. But in the science, 
but is there science behind this solid? Dr. Alicia Holloway isn't so sure. In fact, her research on cannabis strains suggests that some of the varieties being sought by the customer consumers, sour diesel, for instance, may be something completely different than the name on their label. Green State had the opportunity to talk with the scientific expert on comparative genomics at the San Francisco Exploratorium After Dark event on cannabis. Her lecture primarily focused on locking the genetic mysteries of cannabis as she shared an interactive 3D visualization of the world's largest genetic database of cannabis varieties known as the Phylos Galaxy. There's a little bit of clinical and preclinical trial work that's been done to test effects of mostly THC and CBD on medical patients, Holiday said. But a lot of the work is in very small sample sizes. I think we have a really long way to go before we can understand it and figure out how we can actually increase levels of terpenes and cannabinoids to achieve a desired effect for patient and consumers. Terpenes are the compounds that give cannabis plants their smell, flavor, and more generally, the promised effects. Cannabinoids are the type of terpene that specifically occur in cannabis. As it stands, according to Holloway, cannabis isn't really working in the way it's intended for medical patients, consumers, or growers. But due to her long Due to her ongoing research with the Phylos Galaxy, it's likely that we'll be able to get there in years to come. We can start to apply all of the modern agricultural methods that we have to select a natural variation in the plant. And furthermore, those precise levels of cannabinoids and terpenes, she said. But how do we get there? For starters, researchers need to have solid data on the chemical properties of the plant. They also need to know the plant's phenotype and genotype, or its physical properties and genetic information, respectively. Basically, phenotypes are the observable physical characteristics of the plant. How much it yields, how tall is it, and how long does it take to flower. These, there's also differences in shape and size. Cannabis comes in extremely tall, reedy varieties or smaller bushy varieties. What Holloway and other researchers want to figure out is whether that wide variation in phenotype is reflected in the cannabis plant's underlying genetics or if it's the way plants are being grown that's generating diversity. Just as people develop a certain eye or hair color based on genetics, the physical characteristics of uh, different strains of cannabis are based on genotype and environment. I want to know whether the genetic component is really driving this difference and if we can use the knowledge to breed strains of cannabis that do very specific things, Holloway said. That's where the Phylos Galaxy comes in. The publicly accessible map, you can actually go look at it right now from your internet browser, shows thousands of samples of strains and their relations to one another. 
People from all over the world send in samples of their strains for DNA testing, sour diesel, for example. Holloway describes the strain as easy to identify because it's fuel-like smell, yellow leaves, and thin leaflets. But really, when you go out to the dispensary and see that they have sour diesel, it's not clear that you're actually getting what you're thinking you're getting, Holloway said. She says she has the data to back up her claim. When the team of researchers looked at the samples that had been submitted to them under the same name, Sour Diesel, they discovered that only about 50% of the samples fell into the genetically identical clone group. The rest were all over the map, so to speak. In many cases, some weren't even related to Sour Diesel. Part of the reason we developed the Phylos Galaxy was to really help clarify what in dispensaries and what people have, and we're really starting to shed light on the variation that's out there, Holloway said. The Galaxy is also helping scientists learn that the closet closest relatives to a certain strain, how unique it is, and how many variants there are. It's really the first time ever that anyone's had the ability to go in and understand what we're growing, she said. The next step of Holloway's research is to compare each strange genome or its set of chromosomes with a plant genome that scientists are already familiar with, such as tomatoes, corn, or wheat. By vigorously collecting this data, growers and scientists can not only breed plants faster, but also figure out how to allow them to work in a way they're intended for medical patients and recreational users. There is really exciting time to be in cannabis because all these modern agricultural tools were developed around a decade ago. Now we can use the tool set and apply it to a cannabis plant, which has a lot of diversity. Then we can use the genetics to actually make the strains we want, Holiday said. Very interesting idea and concept. You know, I myself have been around growers, geneticists, um, consumers, patients, for now going on a solid, I mean, my whole life, for over 20 years, I've known about it, but I'm saying specifically focused in this area, hands-on, boots on the ground, hands in the soil for over four years now. And this premises of developing a database based off of strains and looking at variations is very questionable for all of us. I know that, you know, this Phylos Galaxy, I met Phylos many times, talked with them many times, and I understand what they're shooting for, but I don't think it's, I don't think it can work. Because as stated in this article, depending on the genetics, the phenotype and the genotype, and the genotype is meaning the environment. So each grower is different. Each person's climate that's created in their room, if it's indoor, is different. Every one of them. Yes, they're within a range, but we're not talking about a range. You don't identify, um, you know, a Chevrolet car based on a range. You do see characteristics within that Chevrolet, but that is a Chevrolet car, just like in this example with sour diesel. 
the gassy smell is sour diesel, yes. But when you say that 50% of the samples that were taken in were not matching what you saw, I don't think that you're ever going to get a true match 100% because every environment is different. Every growing medium is different. Every technique that a grower uses is different. Every light cycle, every air quality, all of it is very different. So we're not going to get a similar comparison. And I know this is heartbreaking for, you know, us that want to get consistency in the industry, but it's not possible when you look at it from an operations standpoint. The, the potential to get genetically identical is just like getting a identical twin out here in the world, and we know how rare that is. So when you're talking about getting identical, even through tissue culture, because what tissue culture does is allow you to get a starting position that's, you know, quote unquote, similar. But once you go again into performing on the cultivation of that plant, it's going to change the amount of water, amount of oxygen and nitrogen and, and different components within your soil, the different amounts of uh, oxygen and CO2 in the air are going to differentiate. The spectrum that your light source is given, if you're using you know, lights, you're getting degradation on those lights. So you're not getting the exact response that you used to. My point is that you are looking at getting something that you want to get, but it's just hard to achieve. And again, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not happy to admit this, but after all of the research that I've seen, I just don't think it's possible. Even when you're getting a clone, again, you're getting a starting point, like running a marathon. But you're, you know, a better analogy is running a hundred yard dash, right? Everyone has to start off in the blocks. So when you get a clone, you're setting them back in the blocks. But as the cultivation begins, that's the race. And as we know, a lot of things will, will change in a race. You might sprain an ankle. You, you might lose a cleat. You might, you know, all of these things happen. Wind so I, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, this information and studies are being conducted, but I think the scientific community is taking a very, uh, you know, cavalier attitude towards saying that they think that they can pursue, you know, replicating these because I don't think it's possible. I hope that I'm wrong in the sense for medical industry because we need consistency of product. The thing that I will tell you is in, Extraction, we're talking about something totally different because when we extract the cannabinoids from the, the, the plant fiber, you're focusing specifically on a compound. That's doable. That is replicatable. That's something that you can do over and over and over within that range again because you're taking that range and then you're squeezing it down. You're, you're purifying it. And a plant and plant, uh, matter you you can't do that so i'd love to hear what you think give us feedback you know uh go on to the website 
contact us. We would love to have you on to talk about your perspective on this endeavor. But, uh, you know, that's what we think here anyway, as far as, you know, plant phenotypes and genotypes. It's a long ways, and I don't think it's achievable in order to, uh, you know, reach absolute uh, identical genetics. Let me know what you think. Check us out at www.neo420.com. Share this information with all of your network. We need you to really help push out this information. So let everybody you know send out an email, a group email, a group text, and put www.neo420.com and send it to everyone so they can start checking out the website. And an educated populace is a powerful populace. So the more that we get familiar with what's going on and we have these discussions, more people are going to be involved in that. And that is what we want to hit that critical mass to where we're not talking about the legality of this plant anymore. We're talking about the benefits of it into our culture, into our uh, economic industry and how it's going to help us into the future. Check us out on Facebook at Neo420 Media. Check us out on Instagram. All of our uh, talks, garden, shop, and news are all tagged independently. Neo420 News, Neo420 Talks, Neo420 Garden, Neo420 Shop. And again, that Neo420 Shop is where you can go directly to become a Neo420 supporter. As a supporter, you get deep discounts off of our products. So email us, go to the website, to the contact us page, email us about your interest in becoming a Neo420 supporter. We started out seeking 100 Neo420 supporters, and now we're down to seeking 91. We still got a long ways to go to reach our goal, but that's where I'm reaching out to you. Please give us support so we can continue this independent media to communicate what we're doing all around the cannabis and hemp space. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. And to those who are doing, I salute you.